This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3241 for Monday the 4th of January 2021. Today's show is entitled, HPR Community News for December 2020, and is part of the series, HPR Community News. It is hosted by HPR volunteers, and is about 68 minutes long, and carries an explicit flag. The summary is, HPR volunteers Dave, Tojet, and Ken talk about shows released, and comments posted in December 2020. This episode of HPR is brought to you by Archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to Archive.org forward slash donate. Hi everybody, my name is Ken Fallon and you're listening to another episode of Hacker Public Radio. It's HPR Community News for December 2020 and joining me this evening is... Hi, it's Dave Morris in a very, very cold Edinburgh. Very cold Edinburgh or not very cold? Well, cold for Edinburgh says minus one centigrade, so that's very cold. I'm sure there are people in Alaska laughing at you right now. That's, yes, that's that's t-shirt weather. That's bathing costume weather. Yes, yes. I know. It's cold here, though. Good, good, good. So, for those new to this uh, podcast, this is the Community News, which we do every month. First Monday of every month it's released, and we record it the Saturday prior to that, which has proven pretty difficult to schedule. In, uh, but... Um, and we uh, go over the news that is happening in the community for the last uh, month or so, uh, bringing you up to speed. One of the things that happened was we were mentioned on Hacker News, so I know for sure that we have additional listeners. So uh, this is the time where we, uh, as volunteers, go through uh, each of the shows to make sure that if you have missed any of the shows, that uh, gives a quick summary of what it's about and uh, how interesting we found it. HPR itself is a community podcast network where the shows are submitted by listeners very much. Indeed, absolutely identical to you. Some might say, yes, you should be submitting a show. Yes, you should. And the community itself is um, managed by if you go to the above page this is all all done there but the decisions for on hpr are made by the community on the mailing list so if you want to be part of that there's links on every page so pretty much the summary of that dave is it i think that pretty much covers it yes indeed so we've had new hosts although this one (laughs) yeah do you want to introduce the new hosts first yes we have pat from TLLTS, and TLLTS is the Linux Link Tech Show. So Pat's a very long-term host on that particular podcast. So I think we he's visited in the past. He's been in other other recordings or stuff, but uh, never 
produces his own show, so for HBO. No, for, for HBO indeed, yeah. Yeah, he's got host ID of eleven because he transferred over here with the when the rename when the great rename occurred from uh, today with a techie to Hacker Public Radio. Uh, he had host ID eleven, so he he was a prolific uh, contributor to today with a techie, and I was glad to see him join us over here now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. TLLTS, of course, has been around for a very, very long time. Yeah. Is it similar sort of age to HBO? Older? I'm it's older. Sure. Older Is indeed. It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On one very hand, good. I want them to stop so that we'll be the oldest. But on the other <laughs> hand, I don't want them to stop because it's such a good show. I think I first listened to them in about 2005 when I first discovered podcasts. So I think they, they, they were in their early days then. But uh, yeah, very good. So... By tradition, we go through the shows that have been posted in the last month. And on the 1st of December, in our series Hobby Electronics, we had a Sump Minion, my first Internet of Things device uh, without using Python. And this was from Brian in Ohio. And it was about putting in a sump pump. And I couldn't believe this, actually, (laughs) when uh, I was posting it, because at the very moment I wanted to do something similar here to see how what the yeah the Netherlands underwater etc cetera, etc cetera. I wanted mm. to see where exactly the water table was so I had uh, drilled a one and a half meter I was about to drill a one and a half meter hole in the sand in my basement take up one of the tiles and uh, it was a coal bunker not a cellar to be brutally honest but uh, to drill a hole there and to see the water level and just as this was coming in I was thinking yes I'm going to do this exact thing <laughs> that's great that's great. I live on a hill, so it's not, I don't think it's an issue. We have water running down from the top of the hill, but uh, but we don't have. I think we're, the water table's fairly fairly low here. I don't know. Never never dug for it anyway. Anyway, it's a um, essentially uh, a Raspberry Pi, and the probe is is just um, four different wires cut as different lengths, and then uh, they they have an LED with a buzzer. And you can hook it up to your Internet of Things and all the rest. But, yeah, uh, an ingenious little idea for that. As it turned out, uh, I didn't hit the water table at one and a half metres. So I don't need this, which is kind of good. And also a bit disappointing, yeah. but no doubt I'll yeah. find some reason for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To have a, some sort of light system that's that's warning you. The water's rising, or something to that effect would be would be quite. Yeah, fun. or you know, if you've got an oil tank or something, um, <clears throat> you could do yeah. the reverse, you know, to alert yeah. you when you're at, uh, you know, seventy five percent, fifty percent, or twenty five percent, or something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. enough. Interesting Although, stuff. Sticking electronics into an oil tank, <laughs> we might need to think about that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Depends what sort of oil I would imagine, but yeah. yeah turn it into an incendiary device or something, but okay. <laughs> the following day, we had an introduction to Darktable uh, by Paul Quirk, a brief introduction to raw photography, the Darktable application, and uh, then sheep may graze, may safely graze. Yes, yes. It's... um. Yeah, this dark table sounds interesting. I, I made a note to go and look at it, but I haven't done it yet. <laughs> it sounds sounds quite cool, actually. It's something I'd quite like to be getting into. So thank you for for the heads up. And uh, Kevin O'Brien left a comment for that. Another great show. I am enjoying Paul Quirk's shows, and I'm looking forward to more. 
Darktable sounds like an interesting application that I need to check out. So, yes, that's pretty much what I said, wasn't it? Ray Arkelian, I think it is, says, would have been useful to have this podcast as a video instead. When talking about GUIs, it would have been a lot more useful to have a video podcast instead. Seeing it in action would have then have been possible. To which I replied, supporting video. Hi, Ray. Thanks for the feedback. HBR is an audio-only podcast, but I think Paul did a great job in describing the tool. I was able to follow along with a without problem while out and about. If you're interested in helping out, feel free to record a screencast of the steps Paul took with the show as the audio track. And then we'll happily link it here and release it. Or if you release it under a Creative Commons license, we can add it to this episode. Actually, you would need to re- re- you would need to release it under a Creative Commons license because that's the license of the audio track that you would be using. Yes. Yes. Cool. So, look forward to getting that in the future. Absolutely. So, the following day, how to place fake prank calls into podcasts and what does text-to-speech have to do with this? Obviously, the Linux in-laws, Season 1, Episode 18. A lot of interesting links in this. So much so that it attracted some spammers, Dave. (laughs) You're right, actually. Yes, yes. Somebody trying to tempt us to, to, to some site that does TTS things, I think. But, uh, yeah, they're not, they're not in the list of comments, let's put it that way. Yeah, um, just if that was a genuine comment, then can you please repost it and just with a justification as to why we should be looking at that link because there was nothing on that website that would suggest it was in any way related to the philosophy of Hacker Public Radio. No, indeed. So the next day we had PixelFed, a look at the federated alternative to Instagram. I'm sure you're on Instagram daily, Dave? Uh, well, uh, never. Will never suffice for that answer. <laughs> but yeah. Although there's lots of food photos up there, I see. Hey. <laughs> My daughter's a great Instagrammer, but I've uh, and I can't. But I can't look at her stuff very easily because I'm not not signed up, which yeah. is one of those things that irritates me. So I don't I don't want to sign up to it. The exact same reason I don't sign up. There was they had this really irritating thing that they did that covered half the page and you couldn't sign in, and then it's a lot less now. But there was a time where, and even now, the, after a period of time browsing on the website, you're not allowed to view it anymore. So That's right, you know, yeah. As you scroll, scroll down, it suddenly uh, gets in the way and stops you. Yeah, but, then, uh, um, then it's not a website, it's a walled garden. And you can keep it, thanks yeah, very much. Yeah, yeah. I don't follow the philosophy of these things, but there you go. Uh, my daughter's hence, getting, getting hence fun the show, that, Dave. So. You should forward it on to her. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes. I have mentioned it. So, uh, but all her followers are on Instagram, of course. So, she's um, um, she's an artist who. Well, I mean, she's trying to grow a, an artistic following. So, that's probably a reasonable place to to go for that. But um, we shall see. We shall see. And Sesame Moko said a complete and conclusive report. Thanks for your show about the Fediverse. I think I'm going to have to check it out. 
I've always pronounced that sesame mucho. That would that would be better, Dave. That but, would be but, but, uh, I've never heard him speak, so I don't know how he says it. Uh, Hooker says, you're most welcome. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Please do check it out. I'm finding the Fediverse very congenial. Cool. The next day, the community news, Dave, nothing controversial either. Amazing. No, no, no. We must say say some rude words or something like that. No. Or like yeah. Brexit or something like that. Oh, sorry, sorry. I said it. I said it. Nice <laughs> you mentioned the word, yeah. So I should have met you fill in a visa. <laughs> Come on over here. <laughs> oh, God. It's amazing. I can go over to you without any formalities, but you can't come to me. Uh, <laughs> yes. Surely yes. you can dig up an Irish, uh, an Irish grandparent somewhere. <laughs> I'll, I'll try. I'll try. I haven't found many. Tend to be sort of farming folk from uh, from England mostly. But uh, yeah, that's where all the navvies I'm... went through, and then <laughs> <laughs> embarrassing granddads. Some worked on the rail railways, but uh, yeah. in but that, I'm not sure that makes you honorary Irish or anything, does it? No, yeah. uh, it's worth a try. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> anyway, next day, Jeroen Baton uh, musings about writing a book and the Odo software suite. This, uh, yeah, jumpstart your business with Odo. He wrote a, a book about it. Yeah, it's very cool. Very cool. The um, the whole idea of doing this with uh, with ASCII Doctor, I think is what he used, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, just can't see it written down here in the notes, but he he mentions it, and uh, yeah, he it sounds sounds really really quite good. What he's what he's doing there, and it was uh, it was good. His wife jumped in and told him to stop thinking of it as a writing a book, or. And that's uh, as a business model, getting somebody to pay you on a daily rate to do it, albeit a a cheaper daily rate. It was a, it was a good compromise to come to. Somebody wants mm-hmm. to write the book, mm-hmm. somebody wants the software, and somebody is willing to pay for it, and it gets into the open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very well, good. I don't know good if they what the license is, but uh, still, the book is there. Indeed, my COVID year summary. By be easy, and I was out on my COVID exercise while I was listening to that particular show, and where he goes through um, how getting data out of one site and putting it into another site very, very impressive show. Yeah, I find this fascinating. Actually, I did do a certain amount of this in my uh, work life years and years ago and it's it's quite a challenge it's amazingly challenging and also i think the challenge that uh be easy is describing is somewhat larger than what i was playing with but mm-hmm. uh but still it's it's fascinating to hear i'd love to know you know get some more details of uh of of what it's like on the the cold face of this type of thing you know exactly and it seemed to be important information that they were gathering, you know, the, the mm-hmm. basis on which there are going to be decisions about life and death situations are going to be made. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Important, important stuff. And yeah, the, the point about it being formats and so forth, lots of different formats and why is <laughs> an excellent question. And it's uh, it's the case all over, isn't it? It's still still like that all over the world, I imagine. 
So Brian in Ohio says, compliment. Good to hear from you. I appreciate the show. Thanks for the insight. Could you do a show on the mechanics of the PCR test? Also, I hope this show doesn't lead people to think that centralized control governments are the solution to any problem. Open standards, decentralization, liberty and freedom for all. Well, yeah, well, quite. Be Easy says, re-compliment, I will definitely do a show on PCR. Also, I agree with you that open standards and decentralization are good things. However, without the open standards and a cohesive, unified plan, decentralization leads to all the problems I've described here. Is, that's yeah, a good comment. A, I like that. It's yeah, a catch-22, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I was thinking uh, during our walk today, uh, during my walk today that... Uh, uh, mandatory exercise is what I've come to term it. Uh, during my mandatory exercise, I was thinking about, you know, if this was the Hollywood movie, we would all, you know, things would be put in, planning would be put in place for the eventual next virus that comes around, you know, like they, and when I compare it to the amount of investment that has been done, uh, during the Cold War with nuclear bomb shelters and missile control systems and thingy Mm -hmm. alert systems. If we approached medical, uh, medical pandemics in the same way, you know, you could, uh, you could be more prepared for it as a globe. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. But the the fact that these vaccines have been created with such incredible speed shows that there, there are all manner of skills and abilities that could be could be used in that sort of scenario and but uh, also yeah on one hand yeah sorry i interrupted you go on. no no that was pretty much the end of my that, that was discussed that. yesterday i was i was saying that it wasn't done with speed you know shortcuts ha- haven't been taken it's just the shortcuts have been taking on the order at which that things are released, which makes me think, you know, there are other vaccines that go through this slow process, but surely all vaccines should be processed this way, that you examine the... the. So for these vaccines, they were able to speed it up by virtue of the fact that they were doing ongoing assessments as opposed to, you know, uh, milestone assessments. Well, I heard it put that... Because the, um, the the genetic structure of this virus was available very early on, courtesy of China, I think it's fair to say, then um, the it was possible for people who were already working on these um, mRNA-style viruses to say, oh, okay, then all we need to do is to take that bit out of the the uh, the gene sequence and plop it into one of our mrna delivery systems and away we go so it was relatively quick it was done within within a few months um but then you've got to go through the full one two three levels of of testing and so forth obviously because otherwise you could be killing people with this stuff yeah and they were able to speed speed that process up by doing the continuous assessment rather than Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, waiting yep. for the trials to be fully finished. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, th- so there was, yeah, it was a it's a sp- serendipitous element to it, but also uh, you know the fact that the science had reached that phase was very very important. Which is another issue that 
politicians don't seem to want science to be proceeded with unless it has some sort of um, direct financial reward to it, where mm -hmm. a lot of this was basic science, you know? Yep, anyway. exactly. And in fairness to the uh, to the US and other countries who produced the vaccines prior to them uh, uh, being approved, so... Um, yeah, otherwise, you know, if they hadn't been approved, then all that money would have been, all those vaccines would have had to be dumped if they didn't, mm -hmm. you know, prove to be working. Sure, sure. Credit where credit is due. So, adventures in retro computing with the Mac Plus. Never had a Mac. Well, it's not that's not true. In, in school, there was Commodores and Macs, but they... Uh, you had to press a button to eject a floppy disk on the Max. <laughs> and that yeah, always frustrated that. me. <laughs> yes, yes. There was a guy, a consultant who was working for us when I was uh, working. I was working with a mayor Burroughs mainframe. He was a mm -hmm. consultant on those things. And he had uh, a Mac Plus, which came in its sort of strange carrying case, like a sort of uh, beer ch chiller type bag thingy <laughs> and uh, it was yeah it was uh, we were all very impressed with it. it looked really really nice we did ask him what happens if you drag the desktop into the bin and i think he tried it and it, <laughs> it didn't have quite the effect that he wanted but because uh, we were we, you know we it was early days of, uh, mm -hmm. of those sorts of desktops and drag and droppy stuff but, yeah yeah i lost a uh, few projects that way by uh the old disk deleting and happily deleting, and I couldn't get my <laughs> disk back. On the old IBM PCs, you could just press the button if you are fast enough before it overwrote your file. <laughs> oh, yes. Good times. Anyway, the following day, we had grill repair, which is not the grill of your car. It's your barbecue grill. Butane, I believe. Yeah, it's one of these... Strange differences in uh, in terminology between countries because a, a grill is not quite the same thing in the UK. It's you know sort of uh, anyway. It doesn't really matter. But it's just it's, it's just the thing you throw, put your toast on, on the top that's of the oven. Right, that's right. It's the thing that throws me very slightly until I have to reset my brain slightly. To, <laughs> to, <laughs> it's what we call a barbecue. But, yeah. Yep. But uh, that's just yeah. It's part of the fun of yeah, communicating exactly. with our friends across the Atlantic and stuff. And the uh, barbecue is the thing where you're standing outside and it's raining and the smoke is coming in and all the sausages <laughs> are burnt. <laughs> That's one, yeah. And the, the chicken's not done in the, the middle, it's just burnt on the outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. You don't have often enough to practice your skills, you know, <laughs> once a year. <laughs> Indeed. But I, it, it's an insight to me that you can go down to the to the local DIY shop and buy replacement components for a barbecue that that just is a completely different climate entirely <laughs> to, to, to where I've ever lived. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Um, I do know people in this locality who have these sorts of fancy uh, um, uh, gas-powered uh, yeah. grilling thingies. And uh, yeah. And it's it's quite quite convenient. Run out and cook something cool. in a hurry. Yeah, nothing wrong with it. No, far from anything being wrong with it, I would love to <laughs> to have the opportunity to do it more often. But yeah, 
There you go. I don't. <laughs> yes. Using Task Warrior to scrutinize your work. Wow, this is an amazing little tool. Again, a Yeroon show. And uh, John Culp says, I like it, but probably won't switch completely. This was a great episode. I really like the tool. I downloaded it, tried it out, and it worked just as advertised. I don't think I'm going to be using it as my primary to-do list since it would require me to be sitting at a terminal to access it, but I'm glad I know about it. I mostly use my to-do my tiny to-do list chpr episode 1899 which i have installed on my vps virtual private server and can access from any web browser i'm also use the task application in office 365 for certain tasks at work since that's the platform our university uses i definitely find task warrior appealing though and i'm amazed at the robust feature set thanks for this introduction and I said, write a manual. <laughs> Great show. See what you I did have... there, Dave. See what you did there. <laughs> I've tinkered with Task Warrior for years, but never used it in earnest. It's been around for quite a while and has developed a lot in its lifetime, but I've never quite found that it could do what I wanted. I think this is partly because you have to explore every nook and cranny of what it offers before its usefulness becomes clear. Or maybe I mean I have to do this. I've always found its documentation to be a bit difficult to penetrate because of the way it's laid out, and I haven't persisted. I mainly use the task capabilities of Thunderbird to remind me what I should be doing. However, I'd like to master Task Warrior and look forward to reading your book about it, Smiley Face. I'm actually using it now because the documentation has got somewhat better, and um, the the hints here about how to do some some basic mm-hmm. things got got me hunting more seriously. I think in the early days it was quite basic in its content, um, and uh, and I did struggle with it a bit. But um, now it seems to have developed a lot, and it's it's uh, it's actually really really quite cool. Really clever piece of code, since it interprets what you what you want, <laughs> even though you don't necessarily lay it out very well. You know. Did you really mean to do that? You know, <laughs> did you mean to delete that <laughs> or whatever it is? Yeah, it's cool. Structure. I thought structurize was a typo, by the way. Using yeah. Task Warrior to structurize your work, but it just goes to show. I don't, I don't know <laughs> a lot of things. I think I know. I don't. Um, structurize is a valid word. Very, very strange and lumpy word to my taste, but uh, but it's uh, yeah, to just just an alternative way of saying structure. Okay. <laughs> These things bother me. <laughs> so. Oh, I know, Dave. I know. I have a wardrobe here <laughs> full with emails that you sent me. Let me just check. The wither weather, the it's been, and what's the other one? Actually, I was missing one the other day that I didn't print out. The um, effect and effect one. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a, but that's I think a that one. was in the show. I, I need to do one on the various spellings of rain, because I see so many people um, say, I'm going to rein this in, and they put R-E-I-G-N, as in what kings and queens do, oh. um, as opposed to reins are the, the things you control a horse with. So it's a horse-related uh, um, expression. So And the stuff th- falling from the sky. <laughs> oh, yeah, that stuff, yeah. People don't usually confuse that one, though. Not in my experience, anyway. Lovely. 
Moving on. Freshwater Aquarium Basics by Enigma. This was one that I managed to get him to do. Ha ha ha. If you ask, they will come. John Culp <laughs> says, Pictures, great episode. I really enjoyed it, but a major component misser, missing. Pictures of your fish and tanks. I keep wanting to see these. Looking forward to follow-ups. <laughs> Good for John. Yes, yes. Yeah, very true, very true. It would be nice to see that. I, I thought it was fascinating. I like, not a hobby I've ever got into, but I've worked in animal uh, laboratories and stuff where there's loads and loads of fish tanks and stuff. Stone uh, him, stone him. <laughs> They're cool. They're good. Yeah, indeed. Uh, my um, brother-in-law's kids have uh, an aquarium. It's kind of cool. But as I said to my children, I don't like keeping livestock inside. No, no. It's no. We, we, we did, uh, in my degree, we did quite a lot of study of guppies that do interesting behavioral thingies and they're i've always sort of mm-hmm. fancy keeping some of them little teeny tiny things but they they display to one another and do all sorts of complicated behaviors and things but uh yeah it's a big responsibility though to to keep yep. them yep keep them alive yep yaml basics on the other hand <laughs> it's a big responsibility trying to get yaml working <laughs> but tattoo will help us with that yeah, this is good. I enjoyed this. Uh, the only thing I, I disagree with him, that there are no Yamo police. Yes, there are. You haven't spoken to Dave Morris yet. <laughs> <laughs> no. When have, when have I ever criticised your Yamo? Come on. <laughs> Do a quick search here in my email. <laughs> Usually, yeah, the things that what an use interesting the Yamo approach complain. That's... <laughs> um, no, it's it is a little bit uh, a little bit fussy though, isn't it? It's a, it yeah. does tend to uh, to bite you when you you don't expect it to. But um, Clatu's comment about using the uh, YAML lint thing is is very very helpful because that will that will uh, lead you out of all the, the tangles. I think. Yeah, exactly. I personally don't see. I use YAML a lot for work as well. It's everywhere, but I don't see the reason to use YAML when you can use JSON. And yeah, just makes JSON makes more sense always. Yeah, I think I think you're right actually, because you can easily be trapped in the the the, the nasty tangles of the maze of YAML if you're not if you're if you're unlucky. So. Jason is more forgiving on the whole, I think. Yep. And the following day, we had the Linux in-laws beeps with uh, an interview, Redis. Can you say the name, please, for me? Because I think I would. Oh, Whatever about it... butchering, or butchering our own host names, they understand <laughs> my problems, but I don't want to butcher somebody who is kind enough to be on the show as a, as a host, as an interviewee. I think it was well, Itamar Haber or Harbour. I'm not sure which. Uh, I don't honestly remember. Um, it's a it's European origin, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. so probably Harbour. I'm not sure. But, yeah, very interesting. I'm still not quite clear under what circumstances you use Redis. Is it like um, the 
BSD. I've forgotten the name of it now. There's been a um, tag and value type database available through uh, the BSD project. I'm failing to remember. Yeah. And this seems to be in the similar, but but a more advanced version of the same thing. Um, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> like a NoSQL database, just mm-hmm. a dictionary mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, this preceded NoSQL, I would imagine. It's just, it's it's that sort of tag and value stuff has been around for forever. Um, yeah. We 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 used to run LDAP big time at my work, and LDAP underneath is using one of those to to hold all of its data. So it's not a yeah, database so per se. Yeah, so because the way that LDAP is structured, you you have uh, tags and values basically, and um, and that would map onto onto these types of um, tag value databasey things. And of course, God, you can in, index them powerfully through the through the tags. Yeah, sorry, what were you going to say? Yeah, no, what goes around comes around, Dave. That didn't that didn't uh, that a relationship that that LDAP is like uh, a NoSQL database. It's just uh, mind-blowing. Yeah. Well, if you look at OpenLDAP, it will sit on one of these things, but also it will sit on top of a database, and there's uh, Bash um, underneath it as well if you want to. It's just very, very powerful. That's what we used to run. Yeah. Let me just check and see if there's any shows on that, Dave. <laughs> who wants who the hell uses LDAP these days? Does anybody use Everyone, it? Everyone, Dave. Do they really? Why do you think know. all the authentication engines use? See, uh, I was um I've been to tons of conferences where they talked about DAP, which was the the predecessor, the big the big one. What was it? OSI five hundred, was it? Um yeah. with directory access pro protocol which got really, really, really complicated. And then LDAP was invented, and uh, which is a much lighter weight thing. I think the L stands for lightweight, actually. And uh, so, so yeah, the, the, but that was, yeah, that was back in the day. I suppose it was just me. I'm just seeing it from my point of view. I don't use LDAP anymore. Because so, why do you need it in your, in your house? You well, all the Windows directory stuff is essentially oh, yeah, LDAP. Yes, although they tried not to to let you know, or they there was a time mm-hmm. when it was really hard to uh, to use uh-huh. it that way. But and Absolutely. also they they bent the standards, they fiddled with the standard. It made me so annoyed because they said, "Okay, we're using this standard as defined here, but we've just changed the lengths of these fields and stuff." So you, if you were if you were interfacing between Open LDAP and their their stuff, you had to put filters in that, that that changed the formats between the two. That that caused me a lot of pain over the years. Embrace, extend and extinguish, folks. <laughs> Kick them in the head. Uh, but yes. Yeah, the, a one-way valve on technology, that's what it is. <laughs> but yeah, I could rant. In fact, I just did, so uh, shut up. Anybody else out there thinking nobody would be interested in a show like that? Did you even hear that? I don't know if I was press and push to talk for... Yeah, uh, you went silent for a bit. I thought you were. <laughs> you were uh, I was a saying coffee. it would be great to do a show on that. Open LDAP uh, introduction to how to install, setting up uh, uh, local authentication for your home network, that sort of thing. 
uh, Nextcloud mm-hmm. with uh, mm-hmm. shared authentication, blah, 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 blah. Sharing you your holder. You on... do LDAP with, uh, LDAP work with um, Nextcloud, does it? I don't know that, Dave. Is it? That's hmm. what I'm hoping somebody will be able to tell us. Yeah, okay. Well, okay. I think it does, but I haven't configured it yet. That'd that would be. Cool. be... <coughs> uh, Toadjet. Hi, Toadjet. Welcome to the HPR Community News Show. <clears throat> So we'll uh, sign Tojet there up to that show and uh, <laughs> look forward to the series. More than three shows on any topic is a series. Just heads up. So the following day we had Layers, the most important concept in using GIMP by Ahuka. And actually, i go further. It's the most important concept in using any of those graphical tools, mm-hmm. particularly oh, Inkscape. Yep, yep. Now this this is I'm enjoying this series. It's great. It's uh, it's covering areas that I sort of vaguely knew but didn't know I knew, and it's it's just sort of opening my eyes quite a lot. This very good. When uh, Ahuka does something, he does it properly. It has to be said. He's very thoroughly. very detailed. Yeah, very thorough. Absolutely. This weird guy called Tojes did a show about USB keys. I was bored. <laughs> a brilliant idea. Brilliant idea. I was thinking I actually want to do this for if ever we're back in work, you know, just to be able to pull out a key and automatically lock your desk. Oh, this is great. Very, very impressive. For those that don't know, it was a show about um, having a USB key that you that locks and unlocks your, your machine, Linux machine. And when did you go had a comment? Do you want to read that, Dave? Yes, I'm just fighting with the cat who wants to climb over my keyboard. Oh, I can do it. <laughs> it's okay. I can. I think she's she's been de- deterred. Uh, Windigo says, "Great technique. This technique seems like a great way to allow my loved ones to have an emergency skeleton key for all of our, all of my computers in case that hypothetical bus ever shows up." Thanks so much for the tip. That is a very good idea, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's it's a good point <laughs> to take away. Do you use this a lot, Tojet? Yeah, I set it up because I'm often working in a place where I want to have my computer just sitting there, but I don't want to keep locking and unlocking it manually. So yeah. I can just plug the key in and walk away when I'm... and pull it out when I'm walk away. Very cool. Strapped your belt on one of those chain things. Very good. Any more shows in the pipeline? Other than the LDAP show that you're planning on doing? I'm going to have to work on the LDAP show, and I still owe you one about the, my podcast feeder. No rush, no rush. You know, Just leave that there so the guilt will constantly work. <laughs> it's only five years overdue. Yeah, that's nothing. My uh, satellite show was ten years. Speaking of Nextcloud, Tlatu, our friendly neighborhood alien, provided us with Nextcloud is easy and you should try it. And I did, and I posted a show. And there were lots of people responding. Can you do the first one, Dave? Yes, I will. So the pro says, this is a nice group. This is very nice. So, well, it's good to know. Thank you very much. And I replied going, upgrade via the UI. Hi, Klaatu. I have used the UI for upgrading. You go to profile, settings, administration. Overview uh, and upgrade. Is there any reason not to do that? Do do that. I'm amazed, Dave, you didn't spot that typo. Not <laughs> to do that. 
I don't really look at comments that closely. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, your name is associated, so if you want to be a moron, fine. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> I didn't didn't see. Yeah, the UI upgrade for Nextcloud works pretty smoothly. Yeah, it wasn't uh, it wasn't uh, horrible actually. And there, if you if it runs into errors, it has pretty much a link there. Press this button to find out what's going on. I may end up owing you another episode, but you can also schedule the um, app updates to be run on a cron job, so it does that automatically. Ooh, look forward to that show as well. (laughs) So, um, Kevin O'Brien said, good inspiration. Thank you for this information. It's getting me thinking. I have an account on a web hosting service, and it sounds like maybe I could install an instance there, but I wonder if I should create separate domain for that. My sites run WordPress, and of course I have MySQL databases for that, but can you have both a WordPress site and an xCloud instance on a single database? I don't see why not. I don't see why not. I'm not breaking up with her. I had a bolt running on the same uh, URL before, and mm-hmm. I had a lot of trouble with the Nextcloud URL with the redirection, so I'd recommend if you can put a separate URL just for the Nextcloud. Yeah, but the database itself shouldn't be an issue. Database should not be. They're a separate instance yeah, or a okay. separate uh, schema. Mm, using database words there, Dave, did you notice? <laughs> Absolutely, yes, yes. All good stuff. Yeah. I better watch before I get another episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dangerous. I couldn't possibly think of a show to do on HBR. Five minutes talking to me and you've got a database. Uh, HBR RPG Club reviews Shadowrun 5E, Cyberpunk plus Magic and a Fistful of D6. <laughs> Excellent. This is the basically the book club for RPGs. Brilliant. Loved it. Yeah, it was it was quite a conversation they were having there, wasn't it? It was, uh, yeah, <laughs> lots of in- interested people talking about the things that interest them. It's always good to listen to. And it's from my point of view, it's good to know what ones I definitely would not like. I have the feeling that there's some RPG out there that you know I will fall in love with and become the uber nerd on, but this one ain't it as yet. It's getting close, but not just it. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I don't think my brain is quite suited to this sort of stuff, but there you go. Too much maths. Yeah. So the next day we had Swift 110 with the Apple products I have owned and a review of said and save. I've never opened, owned an Apple product myself, I must admit. Uh, I've got a got an iPod that I got second hand to run Rockbox on, but that's that's the sum total. Got a divided house. Half of us have Androids, half of us have uh, iPads. No. My wife has an um, uh, iPhone from work, but that's about it. Yeah, my son's quite a Mac devotee because because he was in uh, doing a music degree. That mm-hmm. was pretty much a prerequisite. He he reckoned anyway, but. Uh, but yeah, there's there's iPads and stuff around, but but none of which I use. So the following day, soldering tips from operator, some very good ones, uh, especially related to uh, taking batteries out of old stuff. <laughs> that, 
That is, that one has come back to bite me several times, I must say. Uh, yes, yes. Not doing it definitely will uh, will mess you up. Yeah. That reminded me of an interesting project uh, that may or may not be ended uh, on um, the EEV blog, where he has had long-term projects where he's put batteries in, alkaline batteries, to see under what conditions they uh, they spill and leak and stuff. But don't tell me if it's over because I'm nearly two years behind on my podcast listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that problem. Every time I catch up, he releases another three shows, so I'm always about 500 shows behind. And then the following day, we had Patrick DeVille and Claudia Miranda, the state of Linux audio apps in 2020. And it was really good to hear these two guys back because uh, I hadn't uh, heard either of them for a while. No, I've just yeah, yeah. I've heard them heard them talking about these types of things quite a lot in the past, and learnt a fair bit about these uh, about some of the the things they're talking about. But uh, it was really refreshing to to to, uh, to hear them covering this subject again Uh, and there's stuff there that i had never come across and really must go and find out more about what was that podcast they were on what they um uh, pat had about the linux uh, the tv uh myth tv cast they had yeah Yeah, back in the day no myth tv Mm, oh yeah 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 i'm confusing um yeah yeah, I, i did um I listen to a little bit of them, and they used to talk talk about it on TLLTS sometimes. There mm-hmm. was references to it, and it was um, Dan Fry was was involved in that as well, wasn't he? Yeah, it's cool. My daughter has just uh, uh, wanted to record some of her music. She's written some music, and uh, I told her, "Well, you know, the keyboard is that you're using is a MIDI keyboard. What's a MIDI keyboard? <laughs> oh. oh no." Actually, does anyone know basic introduction to MIDI and stuff? Uh, some shows on that would be absolutely awesome. Very timely as well, because I've got a MIDI keyboard. I plugged it in. It came up as a USB device, and now I don't know what to do. So next <laughs> steps, please. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell my son, but I know he, he probably probably too busy. Get a Mac. <laughs> that, that is not the answer. So, John Culp, uh, long time no here, cloning a hard drive with Clonezilla. Oh, my heart went out to him on this. Particularly as we, a few days later, had our own particular piece of hell with a hard hard disk. Yes, yes, indeed. It's nice to hear, John. Yeah. That was an an interesting show. Where he uses Clonezilla to back up his hard disk onto an external SSD. So... uh, Always has a the latest copy, which is a good idea. And the final one of the year was a Christmas special from the Linux Outlaws, where they're going through uh, predictions and stuff, and some history of things. Yeah, a lot of stuff covered there. Yeah, I didn't realize. Indeed. I didn't realize that Jeff Bezos wasn't Jeff Bezos's name, but uh, that's that's interesting. <laughs> Hello. So the final one of the year was community project proposal. 
So Enigma is discussing a project proposal called Hacker Exchange, a proposed content sharing site that would aggregate audio and video and text-based tutorials. If you're interested, join irc.freedom.net hashtag Hacker Exchange. Yeah, it sounds sounds very interesting. Um, haven't looked into it at all yet, but be fascinated to know more. Yeah, following on from the digital dog pound and bin red stuff, and uh, so yeah, good place. And that was that. You're filled up, and suddenly two hundred and sixty new slots become available. Dave, funny how that happens every year. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, so, yes, what we need is people to fill them pretty quickly, actually. Yes, yes. Yeah, new hosts would be awesome. So there were a few um, uh, few comments on previous shows, but I think we've already covered them. Or have we? No. Locating computers on an enterprise network? Wow. Hey, operator, just wanted to let you know this is probably my absolute favorite HBR episode today. It's very good. Made me want to go uh, to get more into networking. Thanks and keep up the good work. That's cool. great. That comment. was from yeah. NSTR. Mm-hmm. Yep, who's a fairly frequent commenter. We had somebody called Crust Punk who commented on Cedric de Roy, whose name we don't yet fully know how to pronounce, but thanks for a wonderful episode. Um, they say, it amazes me that there are actual people out there having this as their job. This is fingerprint access control uh, story from... Uh, yeah, exactly. It, it the seems like a dream. Of... <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. It was, it was quite a tale. It seems like a dream come true to me. Here I am, unemployed at the moment, trying to scrape by. This surely puts one's life into perspective. Lol. And on uh, the fireside chat with Enigma, operator comments old days. Great episode. Last time I talked to any of those folks was years ago. I think I ran into groups more than five years ago. Uh, we used to have a local group that met up at Fry's Electronics called Hack Alt or something. I'm waiting to start up a local meetup here in Roswell, GA. It was GA. Is that Georgia? Would it be? Don't know. The only one that fits in my mind, but that, <laughs> that means nothing really. Georgia, it is. Yes. Well done. So we've covered all the other comments mm-hmm. and mailing list discussions. So, as I said before, uh, policy decisions surrounding HBR are taken on the community as a whole. This discussion takes place on the mailing list, which is open to all HBR listeners and contributors. And discussions are open and available on the server under Mailman. So, some changes to the website. Let's, oh yeah, we better go through that because I made some changes following on from lots of comments that people have made on before on the mailing list. I just wanted to make sure that when I did update them that I cover them all. So, uh, so syndication, we had references to MP3s been unencumbered. I removed Google Play, uh, changed the archive.org link, added links to iTunes, Google Podcasts, Play FM, Spotify, Cloud Mix. If people have more of those um, services that are using or that we're on, please link them to us. 
Um, some changes to the contribute page and stuff you need to know page to clarify our policies. They were previously discussed, but better do them here. We are not a community podcast network. We're a community podcast. The outro still needs to be updated. Uh, your show will not be moderated. has been changed to your audio will not be moderated. Uh, changed to a uh, Stuff You Need to Know page. Reorganize some sections. Uh, the unmaintained Hacker Media site has been removed and free culture podcasts have been added. The links have been changed from HTTP to HTTPS. Uh, the audio for your show will not be moderated. Uh, we've changed. We do not vet, edit, moderate in any way. Censor shows on our network too. We do not vet, edit, moderate, or in any way censor any of the audio you submit. And we added, we do transcode the audio into different formats. Please note that this only relates to the audio you upload. The rest of the metadata, branding, summaries, tag show, etc., are managed by the HPR community and may be edited. The show, uh, HPR 2210 on freedom of speech and censorship, describes the agreed approach to this topic. And we added keeping accessibility in mind. Well, when you include, so this is about uh, putting links in. Um, about the screen readers, the discussion we had last month about uh, adding more description in the click uh, part instead of click here. Uh-huh. For more information on this topic, click here. So the whole thing. Well, that's pretty much it. Any Good. comments on that, Dave? No, no, that was uh, there were some helpful uh, pointers there. It's it's great to have new eyes scanning this sort of stuff and, and spotting some of these uh, things that you just miss because you've looked at them so many times. Well, that patent and comfort thing only disappeared last year. Uh, it was mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. still hanging around in some jurisdictions, but uh, last year it kind of disappeared and never really got around to removing it, so it's a good thing to do. And the clarification about uh, not up editing the audio, while we had a long and heated discussion on the mailing list and on the community news shows about it, um, uh, formalising it in words is, is no harm to do on the website, that people understand that we're not going to edit your audio. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a bit disambiguous. Sometimes we use the term show for the audio that you submit and show for the entire thing that gets sent out. So no harm to split that up. Uh, we were offered, because of our exposure, an account on rsync.net. I tried to set it up and ran into some issues, but with everything else going on, I haven't had a chance to get back to it yet, but will do. Uh, the HPR Mumble server, uh, there was discussions coming up to the New Year show about uh, upgrading that, uh, and I don't think it was clear to me what was being asked. Uh, basically, the Mumble server is a uh, hosted service, a bit like WordPress is hosted on uh, WordPress.com. So if you've got an instance on WordPress.com, you have no ability to upgrade your WordPress instance on WordPress.com. You have no access to the operating system. You have no access to anything. You're just subscribed to WordPress.com. So I don't have the ability to upgrade the Mumble server. Uh, and the reason that was an issue is some of the Windows clients were giving an error uh, certificate error, which happens, of course, on New Year's, which is 
boggles me why everybody decides to renew their certificates on the one time of the year when you actually when the vast majority of people are celebrating a holiday but okay indeed (laughs) 12 noon on the 1st of april sounds fine to me you know that's yeah pick a time um anyway long story short uh i've discussed this on the community news show but by or on the HBR New Year's show. By the time you hear that, it might be July. Boss, <laughs> uh, anywho, the summary is um, the we're not sure who exactly is using this server and if it's just Hacker Public Radio, we're more than happy to move to uh, Delwyn has offered us a server, as has Dave from the podcast, the award-winning podcast. Um, so we have you know, there's no reason paying money to somebody for a service that isn't being used anymore when I could give that money to somebody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the decision was taken to stay with the current server for the community or for the HBR um, New Year show. Mm-hmm. And the last thing was they uh, we got requested by FOSTEM if we wanted to do a booth. What they're offering is a position. Uh, so FOSTEM is going to head online this year. Um, and obviously there's going to be no booths or, or anything around. Uh, so they are going to do it online. Uh, so a position on a special stands website for you to introduce your project. You will organize uh, the stands per theme like they normally do. Hosting for a web page with several short videos uh, where you can introduce and demonstrate your project and show people the latest features, discuss your own roadmap, etc. And a chat room facility to allow visitors to interact with you. Details will be confirmed closer to the event. Now, as we have known when we apply as Hacker Public Radio ourselves, uh, we have been rejected. When we have applied as the f- uh, Free Culture Podcasts, we have been accepted and free culture podcasts is a project which i set up for this very reason so that we could not only promote hacker public radio but all the associated projects that we have featured on hacker public radio uh, all the podcast recommendations of creative covenant podcasts that we've had and it gives us more scope to promote other shows not just hacker public radio if this is not your thing Maybe crazy science fiction stories are your thing or uh, open metal music is something that you're into or you want to listen to the Mintcast or you want to listen to the RPG uh, shows. So that's what I would suggest proposing. But we would need people to to do this because it, it will take time and it will take energy and it's all very well saying, I'm going to do this, but... There will be there's a lot of work involved in coordinating this which i'm not sure i have the energy for to be brutally honest with you after this year yes yes i think that's pretty likely to be a, a common uh, common response <laughs> it was on my part i'm afraid yeah but on the other hand if there are people who want to take the lead in this i'm more than happy to help uh direct you in yeah. 
I think we've missed the missed the deadline anyway, isn't it? That was uh, responses by the twenty fifth of December. Oh, right. So much for that. Okay. <laughs> I think I saw that in the, in the first. Thank email. you, Dave. <laughs> I'll just edit this out. <laughs> yeah, deadline twenty fifth of December. I see it now. Yeah. Uh, so thanks for it, telling me about that. <laughs> I only just saw it five bloody days afterwards. I used to. <laughs> hey, it takes a load off of you of having to decide. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I might send it in anyway, but I don't know. Okay, so what else? Anything else? Nothing else. Tags, no. Dave. Tags. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So switching tabs here rapidly. I see that we got three tags added to shows in the last month and this was courtesy of Windigo who who sent stuff in on the last day of December and I didn't manage to do any at all in the entirety of December so thanks to Windigo for for, uh, just keeping the the project going but hopefully 2021 we'll see some some more rapid progress but uh, yeah and uh, good added tags to the main menu on all the pages the page is a bit clunkily at the minute, and we'll work on that later. Yeah, I've just uh, been doing some work with it, actually, to make it a little bit tidier. But we, we probably ought to make it more usable and explain how to use it. Um, what I'll do, Dave, for now is delete the tags.php and add, uh, add it as a symlink to the, to the one that's linked on the main page, because that would make more sense. Um, and then... If you want, we can split it off later. Then as a separate page, the 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 split off one is actually just a subset of the the, re, the report that I originally did. So yeah, it's I think actually... you just link to the report. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you want, if you want, uh, yeah, it's link link to the section. Um, that's, that's certainly one way of doing it. So yep, okay, doke. But we the the tags are there and quite useful. <clears throat> right, just did that. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot better. Yeah, fine. Good. 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 So we're we done. I think that's it. There's not the the community calendar is pretty much empty. So no point looking at that for January. Um, um, so yep. So that's us then. Okay. Anything to add there, Tojet? No, other than thank you, Ken, for coordinating all this. <laughs> Hi, I'm just a front end for Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Anywho, and yes. I did add all three episodes that I owe you to my to do list now. Excellent, excellent. What uh, to do list software are you using there? You might do a show on that as well. <laughs> oh, I'm just using uh, uh, Evolution. Evolution. We haven't had a show on that in ages. Yeah, well, I'm using evolution. I can do this all day, folks. <laughs> tied into Nextcloud on the back end. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So you use an evolution tied to Nextcloud? Yeah. Okay. Actually, do do a show on that because, and are you able in evolution to change the uh, the format of the dates to ISO eight six zero one, which is year 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 month month day day? Uh, I haven't had to mess with that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen to the uh, HBR New Year's show for my many and multiple rants on that particular topic. 
Meanwhile, tune in tomorrow for another exciting episode of Hacker. By the way, the the uh, I imported the uh, upcoming recording dates from your ICS on the w- website for um, the community news, and it pulled in no problem and it adjusted for the time zone without issue and evolution. That's good to yeah. know. I'm using it in magic mirror. Okay, we're ready for the outro. Tune in tomorrow for another exciting episode of Hacker Public Radio! You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.